0: You are listening to As A Woman, episode 33, Burnout. In this episode, I'm talking all about burnout, what it is, how to realize if you're suffering from it, and what to do about it. Hear my own story as I'm talking to you about me. This is episode 33, and we are talking all about burnout. What is burnout? We hear this word all the time in medicine and in many other fields, and I think many of us don't pay much attention to it until it happens to us or somebody we know or somebody we're close to. It certainly caught me by surprise when, in fact, it was really, really obvious. And I'm gonna start this episode by reading you something that i wrote into my life planning document. So, if you listen to the podcast, you know, i have a life planning document. It lives on my computer, not really hidden at all, and it's more like an online journal, goals, ideas, etc. But almost a year ago, i wrote the following. I just quit my job. I'm quitting my job. I am not happy. This is too emotional. There's too much work over family. It's unpredictable. I'm set up for failure. I can't keep this up. I'm feeling unsteady. I'm afraid of change. Change is needed. I'm not sure about my options. That's what I wrote. And to be really honest and really transparent, I had actually not quit my job. I had just made the decision that I was done. I was done. I had decided. And that's really scary to come to that realization that something you've put a ton of time, effort, energy, yourself, your life, everything into is not the right thing for you. I was so afraid. This journal entry preceded a lot of change to come but I felt like suddenly it became very obvious to me. The signs had been there, but I was fighting against them. I was not open and willing to see the truth about what was right in front of me. And it was holding me back. So suddenly it's like the curtains were pulled back and I saw everything for how it was and realized what a hole I was in. If you heard those words, I was afraid. I was afraid of, change even though I knew it was needed I didn't know my options but I knew I had to do something and I knew I needed something better than the situation that I was in it's not that the situation was wrong or super terrible it was just wrong and terrible for me it was wrong for me and I'm a smart girl and I'd let myself be in that position and I was losing myself during it. I was losing joy. I was losing the ability to focus. I wasn't enjoying anything, even the things outside of work. And that's when it just became very obvious to me that all of my time, energy, and effort was going into this place that had no destination. It was not going to get me there. And I had to make a change. And I quit my job. I put in my notice without knowing what I was going to do next. And that was scary, of course. I'm a type A planner, but it was the right move because it let me not make a rushed decision. It really forced me into a place to evaluate myself, evaluate what was important, and decide what I really needed. But let's focus back on the burnout because it was so clear and staring me in the face, and I didn't even use the word burnout until I went To my therapist who said, well, you're burnt out and you have to quit. It was like so obvious to her. So let's start there. Interestingly, women are significantly more likely to get burned out at their job than men are. And I think a large portion of this is the pressure we put on ourselves, the innate desire to be a pleaser and avoid conflict is harder for us to get out of a bad situation, whereas in contrast, perhaps a man is not as afraid of the conflict, he's more likely to say, I'm not putting up with this. Women internalize things. Of course, I'm making a huge generalization here, but from my own experience talking about me, I tended to look inside, how can I change this? Certainly, I am cut out for this. I am strong and smart and a hard worker. I can make this work for me and i started to put more of my time and energy into trying to make the thing that was totally wrong right instead of really just walking away while i still had that energy that would have been a much healthier version of me but that's not how i handled it i'm going to start by going through some of the consequences of becoming burnt out because we often don't recognize that there's a problem until we get to this level of stress and unhappiness so prolonged or unaddressed or ignored burnout, which I will admit that was me. I was just a train. I just kept going, ignoring the fact that I was miserable. So consequences of burnout. It can cause excessive stress, fatigue, insomnia, sadness, anger, irritability, alcohol or substance misuse, and long-term things can be vulnerability to illness, heart disease, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes. So you can see a lot of these things I can relate to on the list. I was really stressed out. I was super irritable even with my kids, with my patients. I started to resent having to go to work. I felt exhausted and I was doing nothing besides going to work. Like I wasn't really participating in helping with the kids. I wasn't Recording a podcast or doing all of this stuff. I was not pelotoning in the morning, but I was exhausted. I couldn't sleep at night. I just felt so unhappy. And so I was definitely in the middle of this pathway and just blind to all of it until it came up to be made aware to me. And that's one question I've gotten asked when I talk to people about my experience. And sometimes it's we make excuses for ourselves. Oh, I'm just tired because my job is hard. I'm just irritable because I can't control that my patients are getting pregnant. I'm just sad because I'm missing out on other things. We make all these excuses instead of really realizing that the number one problem is that we have worked so hard. And this is why I think burnout's so prevalent in medicine. You give up so much for the job. Everybody, no matter man or woman, no matter how old you are when you enter med school, no matter if you have a family or not, everybody sacrifices to get to the end goal of being a physician. And we just delay our gratification. We are living in that contingency. So we're waiting, waiting, missing the wedding, missing the baptism, missing parties, missing time with our family and our friends, missing, 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 putting it all into the job, believing that it will pay out in the end. And when it does not pay out, meaning when we are unhappy, when this thing that we have delayed our gratification for, this life of contingency that we've been living, when suddenly we're there and it's not what we thought it would be, we are not mentally prepared to be able to make a change. How can you give up your whole 20s for something, miss out on so much, and have a job and not be happy? So our mentality is just like medical training trains us. I can make it through. I just got to keep working. If I work hard enough, it will get better. Keep going, keep going. Give more to the job, more to the job. To the point that we do not even realize we're burnt out until it's too late. And I got so burnt out that I was considering just leaving clinical medicine altogether. And I love my job. I really love my job. I went through all of this training. I switched residencies. I am in the perfect job for me. I love it. And I considered leaving. So that should show you how extreme burnout makes you think that you are the problem. That's how you feel that everybody else who went through medical school and gave up so much, they are in their jobs, living their life, and it is even worse. I think social media is great here for a couple different reasons. One, if you really follow people closely— Not just superficially, but you're following, let's say you follow me and you read all my posts and you follow my stories. You're gonna know not every day is a walk in the park. You're gonna know that I changed jobs, that I was burnt out. You're gonna know that I'm not giving you a picture perfect view of my life on here. That helps dispel the myth that medicine's perfect when you're done. Nobody that I know, that I'm close with or follow on Instagram, for example, is promoting perfection. Or saying that this job is perfect when you're done. But we are saying that it is worth it. And if it's not, it's not that you are not cut out for medicine. It's that something is wrong with where you are. So I'm going to go through a list of questions that hopefully will make you think if this is you. And I'm going to preface all of this by saying if you are in medical training, there are some studies showing that up to 50% of burnout starts in residency. And that's crazy to me. One, because it's so early. You know, residency is you're just learning how to doctor. It is this great time of autonomy and experience. But the nature of the beast is that you do have to sacrifice everything and it needs to be temporary. So you often can answer a lot of these burnout questions as yes, 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 but your availability of what you can do about it may be limited. So I'm asking to really think about what. This applies to your current role. Not just are you an exhausted resident, but maybe you are like me when I was an ER resident. That was the wrong job for me. I actually needed to change residencies. Maybe some of these apply to you, and it's because of the nature of your training program. That needs to go up, not in an accusatory way to your program director, but nobody wants to grow a crop of doctors who are not going to practice because they're unhappy, but it's hard to change training programs. I'll be super honest. That being said, I know that the one that I trained at, I was Parkland Strong, so I did OBGYN at Parkland, and it has changed over the year. It used to be a mean girl, really rough program. You know, you had the red tape at the doorway of the break lounge, and interns couldn't cross it. You had chairs that only upper levels could sit in. There was a lot of hierarchy there, and certain things are changing, and some change is good for the culture of training and growth. But really think through some of these questions, especially if you are out of training. I have had so many of you reach out to me when I shared my own story and said, how did you leave? how did you, leave? How'd you know? I'm so worried. Maybe this is me. How do you know if you're burnt out? So listen to these questions. Do you feel in control at your job? Do you have clear expectations in your role of what you're supposed to do? Do you feel like there is dysfunction in your workplace? Does your job take a lot of physical or mental activity? What do you do that helps you balance life outside of work? Do you have a social support of people who understand what your work environment is like? Do you get enough time at home? Do you feel guilty when you are at work? Do you have good work-life balance? Do you identify more at work at hard times than at home? Does your work cause conflict at home? Do you have a higher workload or work late really often? Are you missing out of commitments because of work? Are you trying to be everything to everyone? Do you feel like part of your value comes from helping others? Is your job monotonous? Do you feel like you have control over your work? Are you critical or cynical about your time at work? Do you drag yourself to work or do you have trouble getting up in the morning? Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, patients, or clients? Do you lack the energy to be productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Can you find satisfaction in your achievements? Do you feel disillusioned about your job? Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better or to not feel? Can you sleep at night? Are you troubled by headaches, stomach aches, bowel problems, or other physical complaints? Oh my gosh, just reading them all like stresses me out because that was so me. I am an emotional food eater, so I was eating everything in sight, I would have too much wine on our Friday night wine nights, felt so guilty at work, found no satisfaction. Even when something great happened that I should be able to celebrate, I couldn't do it, had no energy, I was just irritable, so much conflict. I could just check yes on so many of these. So that stresses me out, just hearing them again. And if those are stressing you out when I read them, or you're stopping this and reflecting on them, and it's resonating with you... Something is wrong. And it's not you. It's not you, it's them. Listen, there are so many different jobs out there. You are so incredible and amazing. It is okay to not have your first job work out. It is okay to fight for your first job to change. It is okay to know what you need and to ask for it. But if you are living in the life that I just asked you those questions about and that's your current reality, it is time for a change. Life is too short. You lived in contingency for too long to get to this point to then be struggling in this place. You do not have to please everybody. It is okay to cause conflict for the sake of finding yourself. It is okay to say what you need and if somebody else cannot provide it, to walk away. And I know it sounds super easy because I'm sitting here in my closet telling you that and you may be thinking, Oh, what do you know? I know I was you. I gave myself every excuse. I won't be able to make this much money. I won't have this much autonomy. I have this crazy non compete. Nobody's going to want me as a job. They're going to think I'm the problem that I can't do this. Excuse, 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 excuse. Until it became so bad that I said, hmm, I'd rather not work than do this any longer. And that's a really bad place to be. That place took a lot to come out of. It took a lot of support from my friends and family. It took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of money. It was a hard place to come back from. And I wish somebody could have made me realize it earlier, that I could have realized my own power and that I was really the one in control because I felt so out of control. I felt like I had no choices. Like I said in the beginning about what I wrote in my life planning document, I am not happy. I'm too emotional. Too much work over family. It's unpredictable. I'm set up for failure. I can't keep this up. I'm feeling unsteady. Afraid of change, although change is needed. I'm not sure about the options. Isn't that scary to be sitting in a place, the bottom of a hole, and knows something's got to give, and have no idea how to get there. I didn't want to cause conflict. I wanted to please everybody. I didn't want anybody to think bad about me. I didn't know what I needed, so I didn't know how to ask for what I needed. I just didn't know. So it took so much reflection and looking within to figure it out. And every time that I see somebody ask me a question or post on PMG that they are afraid they're burnt out and they don't know what to do, I always say the same thing. You know what to do. You know you've got to leave or you've got to go and make a change. This cannot go on any longer or you will lose yourself. You are going to lose yourself in the burnout. You will. You will lose yourself in the burnout. These core values that you held true, this sacrifice that you gave to the cause of medicine, when it all becomes too much for you because you're so unhappy, None of it will feel worth it anymore. You will look to other sources to try to find happiness. And if you don't find them, you're going to get into this huge place, depression, anxiety, and this is how burnout leads to physician suicide. You will get so unhappy that you don't even recognize yourself anymore. And I don't want that for you. You are actually a wonderful, brilliant, smart, strong, amazing doctor. If you're a doctor listening to this, if you're a lawyer, an engineer, a professor, a teacher, whatever, you're you're an amazing, brilliant, strong engineer, lawyer, professor, teacher. This is not isolated to doctors, but I do think it's amplified because of the nature of our training. But regardless, if you are in a job and this is how you feel, you have more power than you know. You just have to recognize it first because nobody else is going to recognize it if you don't. You have to know that it is okay. This is your one life. This is your one life. There's a bajillion things you can do and you can be in it. Yep, maybe doctor is it and you're going to take care of patients. Maybe it's doctor and you're going to do something totally different. Maybe you're going to be a mom for a little bit. Maybe you're going to become a fitness coach. Maybe you're going to go back to school. Maybe you're going to change paths. Maybe you're going to move your family. Maybe you're going to sit out your non-compete. You know what? I do not care. You will be happier doing all of those things than you are right now if you are burnt out. And your happiness is worth it. Your family, your children, if you have them, they know it too. Your happiness is worth it. If you are giving your family a half-assed version of yourself because you're so burnt out, I know you're not meaning to. I know you want to be there and be the most energetic mom and have all the fun in the world. I know you want that, and I want that for you too. However, you can't do that when you're burnt out. You can barely take care of yourself, and so how are you supposed to take care of somebody else? And they know it too. It is better to walk away from something in the name of finding you than to stay and lose yourself completely. So what do you do about it? And this is where I'm going to make a plea to all of you. One, if this is you, if you're feeling burnt out, please listen. Two, if this is not you, thank goodness this is not you. But please listen so you can help the girl who was me, who was so burnt out and couldn't see it. And you can help support her as she's trying to go through a very intimidating change. And you can send her a present like Renee Paro did to me on my last day of my old job that let me know that it was all going to be okay. And those things are so meaningful. But if this is you and you're resonating with some of this, the first thing you have to do is take some time for yourself. I know you have no time. I get it. I hear you. I was you. You have no time. You're already exhausted. You're not sleeping. You're working like crazy. How are you going to find more time? You are going to find more time. You can do it. You're going to wake up 30 minutes earlier. It's just 30 minutes, not even a full hour. You're probably not sleeping well anyway, and you're going to start taking 30 minutes just for you. You're going to get your coffee, sit at your kitchen table, and you're going to start your own life planning document you're going to write down all the things that are good, that are bad. You're going to just mind purge. What's it called? Brain dump, where you get all the thoughts onto the paper. On your computer, in a journal, I do not care. But you're going to start by getting back in touch with who you are. So task number one, you're going to make some time for you. Not time to be doing these other things. Not time to exercise, even though it helps. Or time to Get your nails done or go to therapy. I mean, you're going to do those things too. But task one, 30 minutes a day for you. You're going to journal. You're going to get your thoughts out. You are going to get connected with who you are. Because before you can change things, you have to know what you want. That's going to let you know, can you keep your current job and just change your idea? Maybe you need a different schedule. Maybe you need a different set of responsibilities maybe you need clearer responsibilities maybe you're an academics and you love teaching so you need to be more involved with teaching than patient care maybe you need more patient care than teaching i don't know maybe you need to go part time maybe you need earlier hours or later you just need to identify what do you need because nobody else knows what you need but you and if you don't even know what you need nobody knows nobody can give it to you nobody can make your life better Things are not going to change without change. Change takes effort. You must first start by putting the effort into you. 30 minutes earlier, coffee, journaling, life planning document, save it on your desktop just like mine. Number two, you need to tell people. You need support. It can be me. It can be your partner. It should be your partner if you have a partner, your best friend, your mom, a therapist. I did all of the above, okay? I actually was had such a hard time admitting this in my real life at first that I turned to online friends. You know, Danielle and Rupa and Pam and Renee, man, they got me through some stuff. Jason knew all of this, and of course, he was my number one supporter. And my real life friends on Friday night, they were like, hey, whatever you need to do, we're here for you. You want to Stop working. We got it. You're going to move. We're going to hate you. No, not really. But they were there. They were just my biggest supporters. They knew I was unhappy, but they didn't know till what level till I told them. And just getting that support was really helpful. And I started going to therapy. I went weekly. It was extra time I had to find. That's not easy. I get it. I had to ask for help going over lunch hours or going after work or having Jason helped with the kids more, but it was extremely insightful because there's something very powerful about admitting your feelings out loud to somebody who is not judging you. And it really made me reflect and realize what I needed out of a job and what a job meant to me and what I valued and what I didn't value. And I totally changed what I was looking for after lots of therapy And I was able to go into my next job search with really clear expectations because, as you heard, quit my job without my next job lined up. I was just, I'm done, and then started seeing what was out there. And I, guys, I have the best job right now. I have a great schedule. I've got great work-life balance. I work with wonderful people. Upper management totally knows what my goals are and where I'm coming from. They're so supportive of me. There's even an As A Woman podcast link on the main website for our company that's a national company. So talk about somebody who is in line with your vision and trying to help amplify that message. That's really valuable. But I knew what was important to me, so I knew how to ask for it. And without that, number one, journaling time. Number two, finding support from friends and a professional. I would not have known how to ask for what I needed. Number three, you got to find a way to take control of your body, of the stress. Meaning, you have to find a way to start exercising, relaxing, get a massage, go to yoga, get your nails done, get a Peloton, go for a run. You got to find some other outlets for all this built up anxiety because I was anxious. Are you anxious? I don't know. You've got to start carving out other time. So, what you're hearing from me is this process of self-recovery and finding yourself and finding your way is going to take time and it's going to be hard. But things that are hard and take time are often highly worth it. And trust me, you are worth it. But really getting back in touch with your body, not feeling all those aches and pains, trying to really just get the stress out in some way, that is helpful. Number four, you have to get some sleep. I don't know how to help you here. I don't sleep well when I'm super stressed or anxious, but that should be a sign to you that something's wrong. And so you've got to find a way to get sleep. It does not mean medicating yourself, drinking lots of wine, staying up late, playing on your phone. It means carving out time to really try to get sleep. And hopefully, when you start working on these other things, you'll find it again. And my number five is that you need some mindfulness help, and some mantras. Mindfulness, you know, learning how when you start feeling stressed to shut everything down, breathe, calm room, be aware of what you're feeling. I would check out for five minutes and brain dump in the life planning document if I started feeling really anxious, trying to become very in touch and honest with how I was feeling, not trying to say the right thing or be afraid of what I was putting in paper. But it also means that I was able to find some ways of reminding myself of what I needed. So one of them was, stop living in contingency. You are worth it. Your family is worth it. It will all be okay. It doesn't have to be figured out to be okay. It is already okay. And that was when my therapist said to me, It doesn't have to be all figured out to be okay. It is already okay. And I said that one to myself over and over again, just knowing that I am a planner, 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 and I didn't have things planned out. But because I was on the right path to finding myself, I was making all those years of sacrifice worth it because I wasn't living in contingency anymore. I wasn't going to be putting up with this second-rate version of me, this unhappy, burnt-out version That was irritable and resentful. I deserved better than that. My kids deserved better. My patients deserved better. So I was going to make a change, and it was all going to be okay. And it was. It was okay. So that's where I'm ending this today. All I'm asking of you guys is to be honest and open with yourself. If you're feeling like something is wrong, you know yourself the best. And at a minimum, you deserve the time to figure out what that is. Maybe it is just restructuring your current job. Maybe you need to leave. Girl, quit your job. I don't know what you need, but you deserve to figure out what you need and learn how to ask for it because you are worth it. And I'm going to end by saying nobody's judging you. Leaving a job that's wrong is not a failure, even though it feels like a failure. Admitting that you need something different than what you thought you needed is strength. That takes a lot of insight. I know it feels like a failure. I know we are trained to not fail. But it is okay. As you experience life, you grow and evolve and change, and your needs are going to grow and evolve and change, and it is all okay. It's okay to change paths. It's okay to make your own path. It's going to be hard. Hard is worth it. You are worth it. It doesn't have to be figured out to be okay. It is already okay. And to all of you out there who this is not you, you are the support person. To the woman who's going through this, props to you. You do not know how impactful you are in somebody's life who's going through such a hard time. So I just applaud you. And to all of my friends and my family who helped me get through this on my own, I love you all so much. Please do not be afraid to reach out to friends, families, coaches, therapists, your colleagues, your bosses, whoever it is. If you're feeling unstable or like you can't take it anymore, you probably can't take it anymore. Doesn't mean you give up. It means you need a new plan. So don't be afraid. Nobody's going to judge you. The people in your life want you to succeed. They just need to know what you need and you've got to figure that out yourself. You guys can always reach me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD or follow me on the blog Natalie Crawford I love all your thoughts and feedback about every episode. Can't wait to hear what you think about this one. And just like always, I appreciate you guys so much.